Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, I'm so excited for this episode because I think it's going to help so many of you that may be struggling with your sales process. Maybe you're even sending out proposals after proposals after proposals and nothing. They are not turning into closed deals, into paying customers, which is frustrating and you feel like you're wasting a lot of time and effort, especially right now where time is even more precious. So if this sounds like you, my friend, if you want to know the five-minute trick, the three things that I think will help you right now and that, in fact, helped my my good friend uh, potentially save a $200,000 deal and more because they have multiple deals in the pipeline that are facing the exact same challenge that they wanted my advice on. You want to stay tuned for today's episode. Okay, so let's dive in deep. Um, I was having a conversation with my good friend. He runs a multiple seven-figure agency, and I wanted to find out about how his business has been doing, especially in the face of what's happening in the world. So depending on when you're listening to this recording, uh, right now, there is a massive pandemic, a major crisis. Uh, We're heading into full-on recession and a market slowdown. So it's impacted a lot of business owners. I've been having conversations with so many people about exactly what the effect has been for them individually, as well as for their customers, their clients, and their businesses. Now, he he admitted to me that really, by and large, they hadn't seen a huge impact, which is awesome because so many people have. But he also admitted that they had grown very comfortable. They had had the luxury of being able to grow very quickly. They had built a lot of really critical relationships with their uh, network based on referrals, based on hard work and effort. Because let's face it, no matter how you're growing, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes you actually doing the work itself. And that's not always an easy feat. And so not to diminish any of the results that he had been doing, he We did admit, though, that a lot of this had been fairly easy. Like once he got the system going, once he got the network going, once he got the relationships and he got the introductions and he got his feet on the street and he was going out and doing what was required, then he had a system. But at the same time, they had grown quite comfortable with how easily they were able to get new customers and new clients and sign on new clients for their agency. So what was happening now? Um, What was happening now? Because I was curious, did they find a shift? And while none of their current clients had pulled back on engagements or contracts, and they'd been able to retain the vast majority of them, uh, some had reduced the, the, the size of the packages or the size of the support. But by and large, the clients that they support had had very little ill impact, which is amazing, right? But what he was noticing is that 
proposals, especially for bigger deals, bigger clients, bigger engagements, they just weren't closing. They were having a lot of trouble. They were going back and forth and it was very frustrating and it was a challenge that they haven't really had to deal with before. And so he was wondering, what is happening? Is there something wrong? Is their offer need to be tweaked? What is he doing that is not correct? And so as he shared this with me, uh, the immediate thought, right, that he uh, was sharing was, hmm, well, I, I'm, I know exactly what's happening right now in the market. And especially when times are a little bit tougher for all of us, what I want you to think about is people and our prospects and our leads are becoming and are more discerning meaning that they're being more thoughtful over each line item that they are actually spending money on. Now, I know you're going to throw back at me, well, it's an investment. Yes, that's posturing. That's positioning, right? That's semantics. And at the end of the day, if you cannot convince somebody that the money that they're spending with you is not just a spend, uh, that it is actually an investment, then your product or service doesn't meet their needs, right? So I'm not going to go into little nitty gritty details about this is an investment versus this is an expense. At the end of the day, if you're asking people to spend money with you, you have to be able to justify the results and the impact and the return that they're going to be able to get especially now more than ever. In the past, I mean, when times are good, people spend money more easily. Budgets are big. Um, People aren't really paying as close attention. There's not as many checks and balances required in terms of having multiple people maybe review the process with you, right? So as an example, if you're dealing with a bigger corporate contract, then when times are good, you may only go through the, the main purchasing person. But right now, um, so my husband works for a a bigger private equity firm. And right now, their spend budget has been dropped to five figures, which is crazy because there are very few line items in their budget that does not, that that is less than that. That is less than $10,000, which means that that person is now reviewing every single expense. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of review and that's a lot of scrutiny that hasn't been in place in the past when times are good. And that has been put in place because across the board, companies are wanting to be leaner. They are needing to be more thoughtful. They are really needing to think about the return that they're going to get from the things that they're spending money on. So as he shared this with me, I realized that this was happening for his potential clients and the individuals that he has had sales conversations with. So in less than five minutes of getting the details of a $200,000 plus engagement, this offer that was falling flat, I knew immediately what went wrong and how to help him save this deal. And not just this deal, but the other deals that they actually had coming up in their pipeline, people that they already had some initial conversations with that they weren't sure what was going to happen. They may or may not be sending outgoing proposals or they already had outgoing proposals that they were waiting to hear back from. So here are three things that I wanted to highlight from this very specific example that I think would be super helpful for you right now as well. So number one is don't send the kitchen sink. When he revealed to me that the proposal had so many details, like basically every single thing that they include with their 
uh, package, I knew immediately um, he had sent the kitchen sink because guess what ended up happening? That potential client, instead of saying yes, good and signed, sealed, delivered with here's my payment, instead came back redlining all of the different items that they didn't feel that they need. And guess what they asked for? my friend, because remember, they removed items from the package and the proposal that was sent. They asked for a reduction in the price because they felt like without all of these different pieces, I don't need to pay the full amount. They didn't see the value in it, right? So in this case, especially for high ticket, high value clients, less is more. They are actually valuing the specific areas that you can help them with more than the quantity of areas. They do not want to have like the whole laundry list. And in fact, this is exactly what happened with this particularly high value client coming back and saying, no, 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 no. Now what's the reduced price? So if this sounds familiar to you, do not send the level of detail or the amount of stuff that you are sending over in your proposals. It is just not the thing that's going to get the deal signed. Number two is that you need to get a commitment. Get the commitment. That's the whole purpose of the sales call. The conversation needs to come to a close. Now, if you've been in sales for any period of time, you know the number one thing that is the killer of all sales, really, all sales activities is a maybe. Nobody wants to hear a maybe. If you have been in sales for any length of time as a professional, you know that that is the death to your productivity because guess what ends up happening? You have an overinflated sales pipeline. You have all of these people, these prospects that have said, well, maybe. And so you are spending a ton of time chasing your own tail, running after them, only to have them dodge you, avoid you, ghost you, just simply fall off the face of the earth. And you're wondering, is it me or is it them? Friend, I'm sorry to say, it's you. Because if you don't get a commitment before you end the conversation, that is the death knell to the best salespeople out there. You want to make sure that you get that commitment. So you need to know if it's a yes before you end the call or the meeting. Otherwise, there's no point to your conversation. The whole purpose of having a sales call, a discovery call, um, a presentation is to find out whether or not this meets their needs. And you need to know specifically and very clearly, is that a yes or is it a no? And as most people know, or uh, I've shared multiple times on this podcast, no is not the worst thing that you can hear. Maybe is the worst thing that you can hear. And if you do not press people to get a confirmation of yes or no, you're going to be hanging out in this dreaded no man zone or the friend zone of uh, maybe send me a proposal. This is not the solution. You need to make sure that you understand what the commitment is before you take any further action. Number three, and you were probably guessing what this was after number two, never, ever, ever send a proposal if you don't know the outcome. Because remember that if you know the outcome, if you've gained that commitment and it is a yes, then the proposal is simply just confirming the details of why they said yes. Now, if you don't know the outcome, sending a proposal isn't going to help you save the deal. In fact, it is a delaying tactic, to be honest. Uh, It's a waste of your time 
and something that your potential clients can use to stop moving forward with you. So exactly what happened in this example and this scenario with my friend. Uh, when I explained to him exactly what happened with these three mistakes that I'm outlining for you right here, right now, he realized, he realized what had happened. And he went, Oh my gosh, you're so right. I've gotten so comfortable with how we've gotten clients in the past that I've actually stopped selling. I'm not really selling anymore. Now he doesn't lack the skills. He's been selling uh, through his career in a number of different iterations for a long time. But because things have been so good, we're on the up, right? When you're in a bull market, when the market is going well, when people have money to spend, when you're feeling optimistic about the opportunity to have more money coming into your bank account, it's a lot easier to keep saying yes without really any thought or rhyme or reason. And I'm not saying that that's what has always happened for the clients that have said yes to you in the past, but I'm saying that moving forward, you really need to make sure that your skills are sharp, that you know exactly how to guide those conversations, that you know how to make sure that when people get stuck, that you guide them expertly to the next step of the conversation and your sales process. Because without it, you are going to be like my poor, unfortunate friend who is sending off proposals, but not knowing if they're actually a yes and spending a lot of time an effort having to either re-engage, get them back on the phone or resell, resell in order to be able to make sure that they are very clear on the expectations, the engagement and what they are actually saying yes to. So I don't like sending proposals as you may be able to tell <laughs> from my passion in this uh, particular episode, but you know what? Sometimes they are required in certain industries and in certain niches in certain um areas of business, that's the proper protocol. And I totally get that. But there's specific ways that you will need to send them. And there's certain details that need to be included. Otherwise, like this situation, they just simply end up killing your sale. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope that if you are getting stuck on people asking to send proposals or that you have outgoing proposals and wondering why they just simply aren't closing, that you've been able to identify what's been going wrong. And if you actually want to know the skill, if you want to learn how to be able to not only sell without proposals, but know when you need to send proposals and that the pros proposals that you're sending out will actually close to paying clients, I'm going to invite you to get on the wait list for my upcoming program uh, that will teach you exactly how to do this. Exactly the reasons why I knew why this was not going to go through. You're going to be able to know as well, my friend. And the link will be in the show notes below, but you're going to be able to grab your seat before we formally open to the public. Um, and that is at susanmcvay.com forward slash S W M E waitlist. I can't wait to see you on the other side. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe and leave us a review in case you haven't had an opportunity to do that. It allows us to help so many more people if you are able to share and let us know how we're doing in your neck of the woods. And if you haven't already joined my waitlist for Sales Mastery Society, my exclusive community where I share 
way more information like you've been enjoying here on this podcast. What are you waiting for? The doors are going to be opening up soon, and I am super excited to be celebrating your success next. You could be just like some of my clients inside of the community where we have been celebrating brand new clients, $195,000 in sales in two days, being able to exceed incomes left behind with jobs from being a professor and all other kinds of wins that have been so, so amazing to be able to celebrate. Grab your seat. The link is below and we will see you on the other side. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.